Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to your Sleep Flicker. I'm your host, John Merrick, and uh, like I said, uh, I'm right now with me working on late shifts. I'm trying to do the best I can to get out as much information to you as possible. That's what's going on, going on in the world of football. As news, I mean, as uh, since people, since uh, players are now in camp, uh, camp is about to go to go. Uh, I believe the NFL Network starting Saturday. Start, we'll start broadcasting through uh, from camps. So, of course, if you're a big football fan, you get a chance to um, catch it on Saturday. Catch you know, catch uh, some of the uh, NFL analysts as they go to each and many different camps and talk about all what the moves made all season, what they believe the team's going to do this year. And I'm sure they'll, talk, they'll certainly talk to some of the key, key players on each, on each team. So, it'll be very interesting to see. Unfortunately, I will not be here. Unfortunately, I have to work. More, I will work on weekends, so I will miss. I will miss some of the camp. I will miss probably some of the camp, at least the very early to camp. Before you know it, August will be here, and preseason will start rolling around. So again, football football is in the air. Now, granted, for those who most of the uh, good old U.S. of A. is going through a heat wave right now. Of course, we know how August can be, and sometimes August can be the hottest month, hottest month on record. Right now, here late in July, it seems like July is becoming a very hot month, hot month for most of the U.S. And for some people, you know, people in California, unfortunately, have to deal with those wildfires. And uh, certainly, I hope that um, my California brothers and sisters, I hope they're doing very well, and hope they didn't get caught up in any of that wildfires, all that dry, dry air. Haven't had a chance to have any rain in California, and of course. Certainly, uh, Arizona is horrible. Arizona is going through a stretch where it's 100 uh, triple digits for the last week or so for uh, for the uh, my Arizona brothers and sisters, and I hope they are doing well and keeping and uh, keeping as cool as uh, possible. Um, for those who join me for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please, by all means, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow coworkers. Please invite them all in. I've always said before, and I'll continue to state, we're all family and friends here. We talk nothing but football. There is no political, no you know, no political belief, religious belief, or whatever whatsoever. This is all football. So if you're a football fan, then please, by all means, I welcome welcome you to join. And for those who've been from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And again, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers. Again, once again, please. Invite them on, invite them on in. For those who've been from day one, though, I greatly appreciate that you have been with me and continue to stay with me. As now, I'm trying to do the best I can to certainly do at least one episode per day. Unfortunately, I might not get around to maybe 11:30 or almost midnight, or midnight to uh, get a chance to to catch up on what's going on in the, in the world of football. In the last couple of days, there have been some very interesting articles. Some some stuff has come out. Uh, course today uh, we will not get into get into what happened today as far as can goes we'll get into at the very next episode but for those who have who, who uh, have been under a rock uh, Jalen Ramsey hurt his knee in practice day he was uh, I think he got tangled up with Tyree Hill um, he hurt his knee um, he'll have to get it cleaned up he'll be out probably for six to eight weeks and certainly be out for the beginning of the season now other than that we do not know how long the beginning of the season is. We don't know if he's going to miss the first four, five, six games or whatever the case may be. That we do not know. And for Cincinnati Bengals fans, I'm sure you are, are uh, 
holding your breath. And um, uh, unfortunately, Joe Burrow went down today um, with a uh, calf injury. Now, the word on the street is it's a calf strain. That is it. It's nothing s serious at all. Um, Burrow, they've talked to Burrow. Burrow said he feels he feels fine. He feels nothing has you know nothing's been damaged. Just a calf strain. So hopefully, in the next day or two, we'll hear about the sense that we'll hear about Joe Burrow's uh, situation, but at least from the point of view, at least what we're getting out of Cincinnati is that it's he might have um, dodged a bullet. So hopefully that is the case, and for Joe, I hope that is good good news because uh, we know Joe and his uh, he is the next quarterback that have that has to get paid, and certainly certainly any type of injury could hurt uh, Joe Burrow's chances for maybe a nice nice long contract. You never know. You know, uh, owners, you know, owners, we all talked about the uh, running game and injuries and how they occur. Well, if, you know, you never know, it could it could go against Burrow, but because of the uh, injuries. But again, it appears that he might have dodged a bullet. But again, we'll not, we'll not get into depth on this episode about about that. None at all. Um, what, we're, what we'll talk about this episode is there is an owner that came out here recently and pretty much voiced his opinion that he was going to happy about about the Zoom conference call between the uh, running backs and they were concerned about their pay and their their pay. Uh, we will talk about that. Um, and there was a coach that came out today and pretty much bad mouth and pretty much disrespected the former coaching staff of a team. And if you haven't heard about that, we will certainly get certainly uh, get in, get into um, get into that, which kind of very interesting, very interesting point of point of view. Um, Again, the the uh, there's a running back who is uh, high, highly on the market. You know who we're talking about, and there is a team that he is going to fly to a teamster facility and talk to them about maybe a contract. We'll talk about that, and and we'll talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, but not about Joe Burrow. Actually, we'll talk about some defense with Cincinnati Bengals. We'll talk about that, and not offense. We'll get the Cincinnati Bengals with the defense. A little bit of love, a little bit of respect to Cincinnati defense. We'll talk about that as the final as our final segment for this episode. Uh, if you have any questions for me whatsoever, please, by all means, I'm on Facebook, Spotify, the two spots that you can reach me out for, and please, I'll answer any question that that you want from me whatsoever. Um, any football related question, um, I'll be more than happy to uh, answer it for you and give you my opinion on it. And again, I'd like to hear your opinion. I'd like to hear what you feel that the 2023 is going to bring bring to the uh, football. Um, heck, if you got any fantasy football questions, I'll do my best to answer them as well. Again, like I said before, you guys are, are you guys and gals are very valuable to me. And again, I greatly appreciate you listening to listening to this podcast. So again, please, if you got any questions, I'll do my best to answer. And I've always said I'll take out any time of any episode to answer your questions, or I'll do an entire episode answering nothing but your questions. Because again, you're very you're very important to me, and I want to thank you for doing so. Again, if you don't listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Auto Radio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, just a few that have allowed me to, um, you know, uh, talk football on their platforms, and I greatly appreciate them for doing for allowing me to, to do so. Um, once again, I want to thank uh, some of my Facebook followers. Uh, there's been more. You know, local businesses have reached out to me here throughout the U.S. U.S. Um, there have been a few. I think there's a few in Mexico. There's been a few businesses out in the 
Dad in Australia have got me coming in um, that I really follow me, and I greatly appreciate that. Um, local bands, musicians, bloggers, writers, I greatly appreciate you that have reached out to me, and you're following me, and I'm following you back. So I greatly appreciate, greatly appreciate it, and certainly I wish, and please by all means tell your clientele, your bandmates, uh, fellow bloggers, fellow podcasters, whoever else, please by all means, and their, your fans, tell them all about the Flea Flicker podcast, if they are football fans, and I greatly appreciate it, greatly appreciate you reach out to me and follow me, and I certainly hope that you, I hope your business continues to grow and prosper. Your music career grows and prospers. And I hope that I hope that uh, any writers out there they write a um, a novel that ends up being uh, a New York Times bestseller. A blogger, I hope all the bloggers, um, you know the uh, digital creators. I hope you guys you know do very well and you continue your success and I uh, hope you make it make it big because you certainly certainly deserve with all the hard work you certainly deserve deserve that. Um, I think I've covered everything. I think I've bored you enough. Let's jump to what we're talking about, and that is football. And let's talk about, now, for those who already know the running backs, also known for the, the Chargers, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers running back had a uh, Zoom conference call. Well, he was the head of, the, of this conference call. And this call, you had Najee Harris, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, I believe, was part of this as well. And these are guys that are part of this because they're very concerned about the pay scale of the running back and how the pay scale of the running back has gone, has gradually decreased. So much so, we talked about it last night's episode, so much so that the running backs are now on the same pay scales with the kickers and the punters. And to me, that's kind of disrespectful to the running backs. Now, we've talked about you know, some of the running backs and the history, the history of injuries, and sometimes uh, running backs' life expectancy is, what, three or four, three or four years. Now, most running backs, I think once you get that 30 years old, when you hit that 30, that's when you kind of um, go downhill from there. It's nothing but downhill from there. Now, again, there's some guys like Derrick Henry. He'll be 30, I believe, next January. He'll be 30 years old. But, again, Derrick continues to go to go strong. Then Derrick is the type of guy that keeps himself in shape. And if you ever watch any of his, I guess, YouTube or TikTok videos, I believe, whichever one he does, this guy has a, a heck of a regimen what he does in the offseason. The guy is a certain beast. Um, I know Nick Chubb came out recently. I think he was doing, what, 600-pound squats or something like that, some ridiculous amount of squats. And that's that's amazing. And of course, if you are an athlete, you know, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, soccer, hockey, whatever you, know, whatever you do, there are athletes out there that keep their bodies fit all year round, even when the season's over with. I know some athletes will take maybe you know, maybe two, three weeks off, whatever the case might be, to get their body after a long, hard season to give their bodies time to rest. And once after that two or three week plateau is finished, then they say, okay, I gotta get back and prepare my body for, you know, for next season. And I gotta go into camp and be in tip-top shape. And some players take that to heart. And then again, some players, some players are coming to camp 20, 30, 30 pounds overweight. Some do that. But again, Again, this day and age, if you get paid the the high dollars, the big the big bucks, yeah, then there's then you're gonna have to be you're gonna have to be like that. You're gonna have to stay, you know, in shape all year round. And again, you have people that make a lot of money, so much so that um, guys like like LeBron James, LeBron James has his own personal like his own personal chef. 
I believe Russell Wilson, I believe he has his own personal chef. Um, I don't know if Tom Brady ever did. I want to say Brady, Tom Brady had a personal chef. You got a guy that personal chef, nutritionist. Um, again, people that have a lot of money have a lot of people on their staff to keep their bodies you know, physically fit when the off-season rolls around, to keep their bodies in tip-top shape. So when the season, so when camp rolls around, they're in pretty decent shape going, going into camp. And again, guys like Derrick Henry, like Derrick, like I said, Derrick Henry, but again, it is kind of it's kind of disrespectful. Running backs have kind of you know, got to the point now where I think Miles Sanders would make the most money this all season to move from Philadelphia Phillies to the entire Florida Phillies. Philadelphia Eagles, I should say, to the Carolina Panthers and was making making this amount. He's making like six and a half million per year. And to me, like so you have kickers like Justin Tucker probably making like four or five million per year. And Justin Tucker So to me, that kind of that kind of says a lot. You got guys like Dalvin Cook who are out there, and Dalvin was making what 11 million a year in Minnesota. Minnesota cuts him. You got guys like Aaron Jones who've been productive the last few years. He's asked to take a pay, take a pay cut. Joe Mixon, another one that's asked to take a pay cut. Now Mixon's pay cut has to probably, I'm sure, has to do a lot with uh, Joe Burrow, T. or T. Higgins, or uh, Jamar Chase type. Trying to set some money aside for these three gentlemen. I'm sure that play has a lot to do with that. But there is an owner out there that came out and said that he was not too happy with the with the Zoom that is Jim Jim Ursay. Now, the last I understand is there is nothing there is nothing illegal as far as I know about running backs getting on Zoom, having having a conversation, and worrying about their future as far as getting paid. I mean, let's be honest with you. You're a quarterback, you get paid what fifty-two million per year. At least that's what Justin Herbert's getting paid on his new contract. I mean, you've got receivers getting paid thirty million a year. I believe Tyreek Hill's what twenty-nine, thirty million a year. Devontae Adams in that same category. Again, you got tight ends. I mean, I've heard tight ends getting paid what maybe fifteen, sixteen million a year. And I'm sure again. And honestly, I think Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football. I think he's kind of underpaid. Travis, I don't see Travis Kelsey, but Kelsey getting paid 29 30 million per year. But again, Kelsey's probably, you figure Kelsey should get paid about what, 20 million per year, right? Because he's the best tight end in all the football. But again, often you get offensive linemen getting, getting what, like 40 million guaranteed money. That's 40 million guaranteed money. And yet, you're paying Miles Sanders only 6.5 million per year, but you get an offensive lineman 40 million. Yeah, that's that's just guaranteed money. That's not even talking about contract. When you've got pass rushers that are getting paid, they're getting paid, you know, 27, 28 million per year. I think Aaron Donald gets paid what 24, 25, 25 million per year, maybe you know, maybe more. You take like the secondary. Devon Davis just got a brand new contract. His contract is probably he's got more guaranteed money in his contract than than probably Derek Henry would make in a season. And that's, that's the sad part about the world. Now that we've talked about it many times over already, yes, we're in a pass happy leg now. And that's why you can pay your quarterback the big bucks, the receiver. Maybe a tight end gets paid extra money. Now, if you're a running back and you can be never damn back, 
you would feel like you might get paid. Yeah. That's not the case here. Now, Jim Mercy has come up, and Jim Mercy is not too happy about, you know, about, about the running backs getting together. Well, again, again, there's nothing wrong with uh, running backs having a super conversation. There's nothing illegal about it, at least to my knowledge, unless, um, unless Roger Goodell comes out and says, and says otherwise. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with this, with this whatsoever. But Jim Mercy's pass is, is kind of questionable. Jim Holmes comes out and says some of the wrong things at the wrong time. Now, it had to be about a month or so ago we talked about the uh, NFL draft, and they did take a hit to the Florida with the Florida overall pick in the draft. Now, the Colts were, were rumored to be one of the teams that did trust the move up to number one overall pick in the draft. And I believe Jim Mercy came out and said, well, if I had number one overall pick in the draft, then I would still draft the Richardson. Now, to me, I don't think Chris Waller would probably agree with that statement because they would have taken Bryce Schoenk. Now, maybe if they thought C.J. Stroud would fit their system more, okay, maybe I'm on board with that. But again, you are not going to take Bryce Schoenk nor C.J. Stroud for a There's no way she would fool them to do that. Now, again, you know, you know, again, again, Ursay's had a lot of, has made a lot of mistakes. I mean, he, man, when he fired Frank Reich, I mean, that's, that's Jim Ursay's, that's Jim, Jim Ursay's wife because it's his team. But when you replace him with the ESPN analyst, Jeff Saturday, Jeff Saturday, excuse me, man, Jeff's had a great career with the Annapolis Colts. He, yeah, he snapped the ball to one paid man for, for, for several years. But again, he went out and picked a ESPN analyst, yeah, to be, yeah, to be his coach. And to me, that bombed, that bombed, and people knew that was going to bomb. Now, Jeff did the best job that he could, certainly not doubt. And they didn't win that many games with Jeff Saturday as a quarterback. Again, that's on Jim Ursay. That is kind of Jim Ursay's. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, again, Ursay owns the Colts, and you do whatever he wants with the Colts because it's his team, it's his money. You do whatever he wants. But there's things that Ursay does or bonehead decisions. You sit there and scratch your head. And to me, this is kind of like a Jerry Jones yeah, situation. Now, but again, I think Jerry's had more success than Jim Mercy has. At least Jerry's won a few Super Bowls. Ursay got one Super Bowl, and that's thanks to Peyton Manning and Tommy Dungeon. And again, I kind of wonder how I'm surprised Ursay didn't botch that up. Uh, you know, didn't botch that up. Now, later on down the road, Ursay caught the flag for letting Peyton Manning go, but then he didn't draft it. Love and he didn't, and he didn't miss a beat. Andrew had a, you know, Andrew had a, had a good career until he got to the point where he got tired of, um, of not having a good offensive line. He was taking leads, tired of too many hits. He ended up becoming a, another David Carr, and he decided to retire. Now, Luck had a better career than David Carr, certainly without a doubt, but that's kind of the, kind of similar, similar thing. And again, that kind of falls also a little bit on Jim Mercer. Because Jim Mercy could have doubled out a little bit of money. He got him a little bit of offense for to work with. And then, you know, he had been, you know, maybe luck could still be around. Again, that kind of falls on Jim Mercy as well. Not saying the, not saying Joe Manager doesn't have a little fault in that as well. But Mercy is the one that owns the team. Mercy is the one that doubled out the money. And that's something Mercy should have done. And again, he's been, he's been looking for the quarterback since Andrew Miller retired. Now, 
make a case that you know, Andrew Buck, you know, that he maybe you know he didn't tell anybody that hey I'm retiring, you know, fuck out of here. But the thing is, that's on her say. Now again, go back to the first thing talks about the money back, the money back thing. Now, first he has to realize he comes out and says that, and he knows his running back, Jonathan Taylor Good. I may add, it's kind of like a Saquon Barkley type of thing, whereas Jonathan Taylor is the offense. He is the number one, the number one player in that offense. And maybe Michael Pittman's number is probably number two. But Taylor's number one. Taylor is the engine that makes the game. Now, again, Taylor's had some that's all, all, all of my issues for sales like again the last couple of years. Now, Taylor, as you start the camp on the Elvis, he's still recovering from that ankle injury that cost him a lot of last season. But again, Jonathan Taylor's, again, when he had the Zoom conference, and Ursula wasn't too, wasn't a big fan of but yeah, he's got to turn around. He's going to have to pay Jonathan Taylor, who is in the final year, I believe, of the rookie contract, if I'm not mistaken. And he's got to turn around and pay him pay him some money. Now, maybe Ursula's got his mind made up and say, you know what? I don't need Jonathan Taylor. Maybe Taylor can you know, go elsewhere and make some money. Because now he's all about he's all about Anthony Richardson is, is, is gonna be my savior. He's gonna be my he's gonna be my Andrew Luck, let's just say. He's not gonna be Peyton Manning, but maybe he'll be like Andrew Luck. And again again, Andrew Mitchell is still raw. He's still got a little bit of ways to go. Now, again, I mean, right now, I'm figuring Ben Shoe's probably the starting quarterback. But Ursay has come out and says that he, I think he pretty much wants Andrew Richards to start right away, probably as far as week one. But that's not going to be Jim, Jim's decision. That's not going to be a decision. To me, I think Ben Shoe will probably start because he's experienced. And Ben Shoe has been a starter in this league before. So I think Ben Shoe will probably end up being a starter. Now, Steve Sketchin is the new head football coach, and of course, Sketchin and Minshew know each other from their days in Philadelphia. So I wouldn't be surprised if Minshew wound up being the starting you know, quarterback. The offensive line, it still needs a little bit of work. Now, you've got one of the better guards in the league, Quentin, Quentin Nelson. But again, the offensive line still could use a little bit of work. And for me, it doesn't matter if Minshew, Richardson, Jonathan Taylor, whatever the case is, that is something that you've got to put your focus on, put your money on. And that's something that Jim Mercy you know, needs to get his thick skull. You can, you got, if you think you've got the money, quarterback of the future in Richardson, fine. But you got to pay Jonathan Taylor some money because Taylor is the one that makes your offense go. Because, if you, because let's be honest with you, if, if, if Taylor's ankle is not ready to go by week one, and you have to ride on Minshew or Richardson, and you've got to pretty much throw the football. Other than Michael Pittman, I'm still not the biggest fan of your receiving core. And to me, and to me, the Colts right now may be what third best team in their division. I would still take Jacksonville. Right now, I would probably take Tennessee over Indianapolis right now. I think Indianapolis defense is better than Tennessee, but right now, it's crazy. It's crazy, as crazy and stupid as it sounds. I might, t- I might take Tennessee's offense over the Colts offense right now because they have the veterans in Ryan Tannehill. You got Derrick Henry, and you did it at DeAndre Hopkins. But again, Thing about Jim Mercy was it just it, it, it it's just sometimes Jim doesn't know when to kind of keep his mouth shut, and Jim is a very opinionated owner. I mean, so is Jerry Jones. There's a few other few other owners in this league, but again, there's some things that Jim says that just drives me up a wall, and 
honest with you. Yeah. I'm sure Jim doesn't, Jim Hersey doesn't go to me from Tom, Dick, or Harry, right? He could care less. It's another opinion that's going to, you know, bash him. You know, bash him. Yeah, I'm sure Jim could care less. And, and I'm sure Jim's probably saying, well, this, this SOE doesn't, you know, doesn't, doesn't have a, doesn't, you know, doesn't, is not a general manager. He's not a head football coach. He doesn't own a franchise. I mean, so, you know, screw him. But again, like I said before, Jim Larson doesn't know anything Tom, Dick, or Harry. They can care less. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that's probably bashing Jim, Jim Larson right now. Right? I'm sure I'm not the only one. But my thing with Larson is he just has that, he just has that way of where he needs to kind of just, just shut up about, I shut up about the thing. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the, with the running backs. I mean, what, what, what are you going to do? Are, the running, are all the running backs going to go on strike? I don't think that's possible. At least I don't think it's possible. But what, I mean, what, what are they going to do? All the running backs will say, you know what? We're going on strike. You, if, if, if you don't think we're worth nothing, we're all going on strike. We're all going on strike. And you can just throw the football every single every single down. I mean, I don't think that that's, that's not going to happen. But the running backs are concerned. If you can compare them to like the kicker or the punter, that's that's a huge disrespect for running game. And yes, I mean I get the point is you look at Christian McCaffrey when he got paid his big contract. He spent what he spent two games in about ten years. Okay, Barkley. Now Barkley didn't get the contract. He didn't get the contract extension. He got paid maybe a little bit more. But again, I'm sure the Giants hold him the second year, third year that he got hurt since he earned his leg. I'm sure they hold that against him. And again, if you're a running back and you get hurt and you miss any significant amount of time, they hold it against you. I mean, James Conner. James Conner had a decent career with the Steelers. But again, Conner had a history of injuries. And the Steelers said, you know what? Eh, eh, we can't handle this. You get up out of town, and along comes Najee Harris. Now, Najee, now Najee Harris, now Najee Harris understands. I mean, Nigel's going through his third year. And, and you think about it, it won't be much longer that the Steelers are going to have to think about, we got to pay Nigel Harris some money. And the last running back they had to try to pay a lot of money to was Le'Veon Bell. You knew how that turned out. It didn't turn out. <laughs> but there are some running backs that take a different approach. Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard went inside his franchise tag. And Tony says, you know, it is what it is. I still got to prove myself. Now, from Tony Pollard, I can understand his point of view. Because Zeke has been the main man for so many years. And now Tony's going to be the number one guy. Tony had a career year last year. And now Tony's got to go out and prove that he can follow that up with a similar year or even better year. But, I mean, Tony has been, you know, Nick Chubb. I believe Nick Chubb has come out and says it pretty much it is what it is. And then, Nick has been, and of course, Nick is one of the top running backs in this league for the last few years. Now, again, there's concerns there because now Deshaun Watson's playing for a full could play the full 17 games, and they could be more trying to throw the ball, more than hand the ball to Nick Chubb. Now again, that is a huge mistake on their part to do so. Again, Nick is one of the best running backs in the league. You need to keep feeding, you know, Chubb the ball. Now, if you want to balance out your attack, fine, go do that. But don't ignore one of the best running backs in the league. And now, hopefully, Cleveland's not that stupid enough not to do that. And there are going to be some teams out there that are going to be stupid enough to want to throw the ball, you know, 50 times a game, but you've got a running back. Yeah, you don't think Pittsburgh could be stupid enough where he can't pick up the ball 50 times a game? No. Najee Harris could be every opportunity on the sun. He'll run the football. 
Now, I can understand the point that you want to wear the man out. That's why I got Warren, who was an undrafted free agent last year, and brought him in, and he took it by storm. And he seems to be a pretty capable backup. So I get I get the point that you want. I get the point that you want a running back to run the ball maybe 25, 30 times a game if you want. But you still need to get, you know, you still need to get that running back as much work as possible. But again, going back to Ursay, just Ursay has to realize when he opened his mouth, he has a running back on his roster that is considerably top five or six running backs in his league and Jonathan Taylor. Certainly a top ten, hands down, easily. You can make the argument, granted, if you took let's say you took out last year because of injuries, Jonathan Taylor is still a top five or six running back in his league. And Taylor is getting towards the end of that rookie contract to the point where where Ursay's got where Ursay is running his mouth. And to be honest with you, Taylor, if he comes back and he's healthy, puts together another 11, 12, 1300 yard year, then then Taylor's gonna have then Taylor's gonna have all the ammunition that he needs. He's a gentleman, he's gonna if he gets a twelve hundred yard year, let's say he runs 15, 16 touchdowns or something like that, adds a few receiving yards, and Taylor does a can't catch pass out of the backfield, he's a pretty decent receiver. Let's say he gets let's say he gets twelve rushing touchdowns, then he adds I don't know, four more receiving touchdowns or something like that to his total. Yeah, let, let's say he pulls a awesome back. Like let's say he averages, let's say he gets 18 touchdowns, then he gets maybe 14 on the ground, four catching or something like that. Okay, let's say he gets 1,200 yards this year. And then, you know, he's going to sit back, you're going to sit back and say, well, Jim, you know, you said us running backs don't deserve money, but here's what I did for you this year. And your quarterback situation is still better than it was, let's say, you know, the last several years. And your offensive line is still not and it's still not that good. But yet this is what I've done for you. And you don't want to pay me no money. Well, I'll tell you what, the price tag goes up. Now you better pay me. I might I might I might have um gone with this deal, but you know what? I think I'm worth maybe thirteen or fourteen million a year. Cough it up, big man, cough it up. You see, you should keep your mouth shut. And again, Ursay, again, and again, if you own, I guess if you own a franchise, you pretty much say whatever you want to say. But for Ursay, Ursay has a way of um, opening his mouth, and he just needs to keep it shut because he has to realize, again, hey, I can't, hey, why is he running back getting all upset? Well, bottom line is, again, go back to this. If you want to pay the running backs with the kicker and the punters per year, then you, then you guys are sadly mistaken. There's going to come a time you need to have the balance running attack. You need the balance attack. Sure, you want to pass the ball more, but if you're smart enough, you need to have a balance attack. And like I said, the Eagles have the Eagles have done an outstanding job the last couple of years doing that. I mean, Minnesota had the Dalvin Cook, right, for a few years. But again, that's where the problem comes in. So her say, bottom line is this, man, kind of keep your mouth shut because the more you talk, the more you, the more you. The more it sounds like you're not as good, yet it sounds like that your Colts are going to be, are going to spend many, many more years without championships. And from, and, and from that point of view, dude, that does not sound sound good for you. And trust me, if I had billions and billions and billions of dollars, I'll take the Colts off your hands. But unfortunately, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to see no billions of dollars either. But again, Jim, do me a favor, man. Just, you got to keep your mouth shut for future reference.